we're in a series called More Courage, and it takes courage. Um, I remember my dad, uh, it was a blessing to hear my mom talk about that verse, because I think she, of all people, uh, at her age, I won't say what it is, can, can speak of finishing well. And I've seen my mom grow through the 10 years of being her pastor more and more in love with God than she ever has been. And that's a blessing. And I want us all to do that, right? I want us all to uh, go through the tape that way, accelerating, right, in a sprint. My dad, I uh, used to ask him questions before he passed, and I would just say, hey, Dad, you know, any advice for a young man? I mean, you've lived a lot of life. And the one thing he would always say when I'd bring that question up is, it takes courage to get old, Steve. They can't teach you that. It takes courage to get old. Your body's failing. Your mind might be failing. You can't do the things you thought you wanted to do or could do at one point. I already feel that at 47, so I don't know. <laughs> this is going to be bad. But I think we also grow more dependent on the Lord that way. When physically not strong, spiritual strength is everything. And so this is really a spiritual series, right? We've been talking about the church from 62 AD to 95 AD and how it was persecuted. And this is our passage that we're reading through, right? We're in week, what, 24 this week? I finished my second journal. I'm like feeling pretty proud about my journaling these days. Although I will say this, it goes in spurts. It's like, a, a book at a time, not a day at a time, right? So it's like, oh, you know, Second Peter, that's three days. Okay, I just journal all three days, right? I'd really like to get better at it. So I guess there's some pride and then there's some, uh, I would like to get better at it. But this week in particular really impacted me. And I don't know if you read Second Peter and Second Timothy, but if you did, I'm sure that it impacted you as well. These are two men, Peter and Paul, who finished well. They did it. And I want to do it, right? I want to be able to finish strong. I want the courage to finish strong. Now, I really am wrestling with what to preach here. So, in order to finish, you have to start. And I want to preach the start, right? I want to preach like, do you have a sincere faith? I think so many people, like, they think they have faith, but do they really? And then they question their faith. And I don't want to make you question your faith, but do you really have a sincere faith? Can you test that? Can you try that? Can you say, even if it's hard, I still love God. A sincere faith that he's doing what he's doing and it's for good. Your good and his glory. And then he talks about once you start continuing, right? Not stopping. You said steadfast, said something about Roxanne. I'm like, that must be your word for the year, huh? Yeah, okay, well, I mean, it was kind of an inside joke there. But I mean, like, I was like, ah, that must be Roxanne's word for the year. I'm picking this up. And it's like, yeah, I have to continue on. Or maybe it should be I get to. I get to. I don't have to. Nobody's holding me a gun to my head saying, you must follow Jesus. I get to. 
And he's given me the Holy Spirit to carry. So there's three things I wrote down in regards to that that I thought were really, really important for you to know. He, he talked about fanning into flame. I have read that passage a hundred times minimum and never thought the thoughts I thought this week. I, okay, I have to open the Bible. I have to let you see it. So 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. He says, I thank God. This is Paul now. If you want to know how to finish strong, here's some ways. Thank God, whom I serve, as did my ancestors, with a clear conscience. Have a clear conscience. Be clean. As I remember you constantly in my prayers. This is verse 3. Be about prayer, if you want to finish strong. Okay? Um, night and day. As I remember your tears. Timothy must have wept when they laughed or uh, must have had a tender spirit. That's good. Uh, I long to see you that I that my joy may be full, that I may be filled with joy. These are some things. Be grateful. Be clean. Be about prayer. And then, and then he says at the end, be, be full of joy. These are characteristics of people who finish strong. All right, but that's not what I want to talk about. Here it is. All right? He says, I am reminded of your sincere faith. A faith that dwelt first in your grandmother, Lois, and then in your mother, Eunice, and now, I am sure, dwells within you. For this reason, I remind you. Paul is reminding his disciple. Paul is reminding Timothy. I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us not a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. I've read those verses hundreds of times and never came away with what I came away with this week. And I think that's growth and I think that's the Spirit's leading. So let me share it with you. What's the gift of God? Somebody said it, but what do you think it is? There's no wrong answer right now. We're just looking for opinions. Eternal life. What's the gift of God? Himself. Holy Spirit. Jesus. Jesus and Holy Spirit, kind of the same thing. Ish. Go ahead. Yeah, well, that's good, and we could talk about that, but that's not the gift of God. <laughs> no, 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 that's it. Like, th honestly, here, okay, let me just answer that. Like, why do we blame God for giving us a free will when our will goes awry? Right? I get in the ditch on something, I get sideways with my wife, and I'm like, well, God, couldn't you help me? Like, why do we blame God for us? Right? It's our human choice to throw bombs or missiles or blah, 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 or words which are just as bad, right? We can hurt each other with words. All right, now, I'm back. The gift of God. 
I think it says in here a few things that really tip you off. I remind you to fan into flame. That means there's a, like a pilot light, and if you hit a button at my house, it turns the flame on. If you have one of those smart things, it'll just turn the flame on whenever it gets below a different temperature. That's cool. You think Holy Spirit's smart enough to know? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so, but then there's Todd Alexander, right? He has like an actual wood stove. So I like going to his house because, and then he like pulls out the log when, it, when the fire kind of gets a little low and we're all like, hey, can you put another log on? He like brings out the log and he like, he just rips it in half. I kid you not, it happens. Weekly. I think when he splits the wood, he splits it, but just leaves it just a little bit so he can look really buff. He's like, all right, wood. All right, well, here's the thing, though. The flame is this big, but if you put more fuel on it, it could be bigger. So he says, fan into flame. What's something that can grow? Like, this is almost getting to be like a riddle. What's something that can grow in your life? All right? Eternity? Can that grow? All right. So, so it's something that can grow. It's something that can take more of you or get bigger. The gift of God. So it's a gift from God. So there's only a few things in the Bible that are said are a gift. <laughs> Which is in you. How many gifts does God give that are in you? Okay, so I think, well, maybe it's prophecy. Was that in me? Maybe. Is the gift of tongues, is that in me? It's like in you. So I'm reading this, and I'm just like, oh, my goodness. I think I, I, you know, and then he just nails it through the laying on of hands. What is given through the laying on of hands? The Holy Spirit in the Bible. And for the first time I read this passage, and I was just like, oh my goodness. He's telling his disciple, don't neglect the Holy Spirit. You know the Holy Spirit? He could be huge or he could be small in your life. When you got saved, you got the Holy Spirit. Bam, good for you. But now are you fanning, fanning into flame the Holy Spirit? Are you pouring gas on that fire? Are you giving it some oxygen, some fuel, some wood? That's what he's telling Timothy when he's getting ready to die and go away. He's like, here's something you need to know if you want to finish strong. Fan the gift that you have inside of you into a fire. Get a blaze going, and you'll be fine. You'll finish strong. All right, no, we could just end there. Honestly. I, God didn't give you a spirit of fear. He gave you power. That's the Holy Spirit. He gave you love. That's a fruit of the Spirit. He gave you self-control. That's a fruit of the Spirit. He's talking about the Holy Spirit, and I am like dumbfounded that I never saw that before. But then again, I think once you like 
actually acknowledge that the Holy Spirit's God and that he's not the third person of the Trinity, right? Isn't that what we do in our churches as evangelicals? Well, there's God the Father, God the Son, who we like to get to high to the flagpole, and then there's the Holy Spirit. He's kind of like the redheaded stepchild. Can I say that in church? Like, I'm not sure that's appropriate. I'm sorry. But, like, that's, that's what it makes me think of, which isn't appropriate. So why do we treat the Holy Spirit with such an inappropriate nature when he's God? Okay. I have a whole message I planned and worked really hard on this week. And God kept me br- bringing me back to this. And he wouldn't let me get off of this. I'm like, God, I'm, I, like, I already have a series, like more courage. And there's this cute little thing called, you know, courage to finish strong. And I have four points. And wouldn't it be great, God, if you just let me do my thing? And he's like, fan into flame what I already gave you. And you'll finish strong. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Because I'd really like to just, you know, kind of get up here after the worship music when it's easy when you guys are all like ready and just lay it down and but I, I just that's what God has for us today all right so that's what God has for us and and then and then Cheryl mentioned this earlier it's it's uh, this word follow the pattern just just look down a little bit look to verse 13 on chapter one follow the pattern how many lists were there How many patterns of behavior to put off and to put on did we see? Paul's like, you want to finish strong? Follow the pattern. It's right there in the scripture. He tells us what not to do. It won't be profitable. It's going to stink. Like when you fight about words, okay, that's going to be a problem. And then he tells you what's going to be good. (laughs) When you're sober-minded, when you suffer well, you know, when you do the work of the evangelist, when you uh, fulfill your ministry, these are great things. Do that. So he, he tells you, follow the pattern, right? Now, he gives you a pattern right after that of it's, it's, it's four generations. He's like, I was taught. Who was Paul taught by? Jesus himself. By the Holy Spirit, okay? By God himself. And Paul taught Timothy... But did he teach him just himself? Or did he teach him how to connect with God? Okay. So everybody gets connected back to God. That's the new way of church. Okay? This whole thing like, well, you connect to the pastor. And if we have a multiple of staff, then you're connected to one of those pastors. Like that, I'm done with that. Everybody gets connected back to the vine, back to Jesus, back to the Holy Spirit. That's where the growth happens. Everybody gets connected back to that so they can be learning 24-7. Not just at church, right? Because the Holy Spirit's with you all the time. He'll teach you all the time. Anytime you want. Just ask. Okay, so he'll 
disconnect right now. But you don't sit on that. You teach others. This is why the participation time in our church is so important. You need to come to church, and if God's taught you a lesson about whatever God's taught you, right, then we want to know what God's teaching you, and we want to, maybe that's a message I can claim for myself. Maybe I can, you know, learn that lesson as well. Follow the pattern, okay? Paul taught Timothy, he said, teach faithful men. Seems like there's a little judgment in there, whether somebody's faithful or not. I don't like judgment, but seems like there's something in there. There's some character, there's something. And then, who will be able to teach others, right? That's what we're setting out to do. So can I ask you a question? Are you a Paul or a Timothy? Trick question. You should be both. You should be a Paul to someone, and you should always be a Timothy if not with the Lord, maybe with someone else. This is the pattern of things that we follow. This is the way. Make disciples. Last thing I'll say. Share in suffering. Look up at verse 8. Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel. Remember, we don't share for bad. We, we, we don't suffer because we did evil, right? We, we were on that last week. We, we want to suffer for the gospel, not for, like, murder. <laughs> we want to suffer for the gospel, not for, like, adultery. Like, those are different kinds of suffering. How do we suffer? How do we endure persecution? How do we finish strong when the world, Jason pointed out, is crazy? People are killing people. Why? For land? For pride? For control? I can't figure it out, actually. That even makes it more concerning to me. When you can't figure out the reason, it's like, this is mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. I can't figure it out. So, but, he says, share in suffering by the power of God. And back to the Holy Spirit. Fan into flame the Holy Spirit in your life, and you will be bulletproof. You will be ironclad. There is nothing that can hurt you. Okay, I would be remiss if I don't read this to you. I'm going to read this, and we're going to close with a song. So you guys come on up. Um, chapter 3. And, and the outline's in the bulletin. If you want to read it, go ahead. You can. Um, that would have been great, but this is better. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so 2 Timothy 3. But understand this. Church, I'd be remiss if I don't read this, especially this week when we're in, looking at a war on TV. First we were looking at COVID on TV, and now we're looking at a war. But understand this, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty. Our, our, our message, our series, more courage, right? Strength in, during uncertain times. I would just change it this week. Strength during difficult times. 
times of difficulty for people, that's right, difficult people, (laughs) will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. You know what God says? Avoid such people. People who think they're godly, but truly aren't. That's tricky. That's tricky. We accept everybody that comes to church. Open arms, right? How are you going to be avoiding someone? (laughs) It's tricky. I'm I'm not even going to explain it. It's tricky. Do you have the appearance of godliness? Yes? No? I mean, that's kind of easier question, right? Do I have the appearance of godliness or not? Okay, answer that question. If you have the appearance, now are you actually godly? I think that's the better question. Am I actually full of the Spirit, doing the things of God? One way you're going to know, you don't deny His power. And I think as a church, as a nation, We've denied the power of God. We've said, well, that stopped in Acts. That stopped when the Bible was written. I can't find anywhere in the scriptures where God's power automatically got shut off after the Bible was written. I can't find it. I've searched. I have good friends telling me. And I'm like, I don't see it. So I don't want to deny his power. And that is true godliness. Let's go after that. All right? All right. We sing in breakthrough? All right. Let me pray. Father God, we do want a breakthrough. We've asked for that. And Pastor Bob so eloquently said, we've even been frustrated and tried to take steps ahead at that. That thing you're holding out for us. But God, you're making us stronger. And we trust you as a loving Father, to strengthen us and our resolve to finish well, to finish strong, to start to walk and not be knocked over by every women wish, to be solid. So God, would you break through in our lives? We're laying it down before you and we're asking you, give us a breakthrough in Jesus' name, amen.